Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the NFL Scotland podcast. We are one week away from the 2021 NFL season. My name is Cameron Hobbs. And my name is Paul Mitchell. The 53-man rosters have been confirmed right across the league. We'll be talking to our favourite Scott on a roster very soon indeed. We will, we will. We'll also be talking about one big name that didn't make a roster and pass our judgment on that. But Paul, before we get into that, um, let's kick off with a little bit of podcast news. Um, For those that listen to the podcast regularly, they'll know over the last couple of years we've done our awards. But this year we're changing it up a little bit. We're changing it down, I guess. Well, we're not going to blame COVID for the lack of awards. <laughs> this is something that we've had in mind for a while. We're going to cut down from three awards to two. But on the flip side, Cameron, the prizes, if you enter and win, the prizes are stunning. Let's talk first of all, because we'll talk in the next podcast about the belt. But let's talk about the ball bag award. Now, people say to me, what, what does that mean? We're looking for... The most outrageous thing of the week, the you know, the worst teammate, you know, something that basically you just wouldn't do to your worst enemy. Something that it's ter- might be a terrible call by a coach, you know, it could be, you know, a dumb play. It's anything like that. It's, it's usually something that does affect negatively the outcome of a game. Yeah, and I think that Bowfin and Bobag that time, there's a couple of times last year where actually you would get a nomination for the same person into both categories. So it makes sense to merge these into one. Let's focus all of our Bobag energy into one place, <laughs> if you want. And and yeah, Paul, we went out and we thought, do you know what, we need, to, we need to do something with this. We need to make the most because people really enjoy this. It's something that engages uh, the people that listen to this podcast throughout the season. We love reading the responses every week. Some of them are tremendous. So we went out and we decided, you know, we need to find someone that's going to sponsor this award. And we love working with Scottish companies. You know, we've already got uh, the the Bonnie Sauce Company who are sponsoring our Pick'em competition. So let's give that a plug, first of all. If you haven't already joined up for that, check out our Twitter, check out our Facebook, because there will be a link there to how you can join. You know, we've got a large group of people. There's an amazing award that Bonnie Sauce Company have put up. Uh, Take part in our season-long Pick'em. You could win the title of Pick King or Queen of Scotland. You could win an NFL jersey of your choosing, an NFL Scotland podcast 2D. And you get entry into the NFL Scotland podcast league with yourself, me, the rest of the team that's also got Stevie May in it, Scotland internationalist, Gary Miller, captain for Falkirk, Henry Pergos, of course, Scotland internationalist and Edinburgh rugby player, uh, Ali Evans, cricketer for Scotland, and Scott Cooper, former Scottish Claymore. So that's that's quite an elite little league that you get the opportunity to take part in. Plenty to win there. But on to the Bobag nomination. And we thought... Who's the best company in Scotland to sponsor Bobag? Surely it's Bobags. So we went out <laughs> to Bobags and we said, hey, Bobags, do you want to sponsor our Bobags nomination? And they went, that sounds great. So we're delighted to announce that the Bobag nomination for 2021 will be sponsored by Bobags.com. And if you don't know what they do, they do amazing men's boxer shorts and underwear. Like we're talking high end stuff, the kind of stuff that keeps you in place. The, 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 the sort of protection you want to ensure that there's no balls fumbling anywhere. You know, not, not unintentionally, put it that way. So, you know, and that's an important factor. So what we're going to be doing is every single week, if you put forward a ball bag nomination, you will go into a draw and one person will be pulled out and that person will win an exclusive pair of ball bags underwear. It's, it's brilliant news. They're, they're as comfy as can be. There's no doubt about it. 
Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're left or right or centre, they'll support you forevermore. So it's ideal. We're, we're delighted to have ballbags.com on as a part of the NFL Scotland podcast. Absolutely. So, uh, as you said, we, we're going to be doing something with the Belter as well, but we're going to sit on that one just for just now. Uh, we're very excited about what's coming with the Belter Awards. So, listen, you know, we we do this because we enjoy doing it. We do this because people enjoy interacting with it, and we want to try and give people the opportunity to win something for taking part and being part of the 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 NFL family in Scotland, whether it's as part of our podcast or in the wider NFL group, you know, this is all about growing uh, American football in Scotland, and that's something that we're keen to do. Um, speaking of that as well, and you you talked about this at the top, we caught up with someone that's helping grow NFL in Scotland. So let's just go to that right now, shall we? So delighted to be joined once again by a man who successfully made that 53-man roster. Congratulations and welcome to the Scottish Hammer, Jimmy Gillen. How are you doing, sir? Great, great. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good to see you. First of all, congratulations. Now, it's easy to say it was never in doubt because we can sit here and say that. But there's no such thing as never in doubt, right? You must be pleased to make that 53 regardless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm always pleased to make the 53. Um, but definitely the mindset now going to year three is not, uh, you know, you can't think about other people or who's your potential competition. It's about you and yourself and what you do for the team. So uh, I'm really not worried about or think about anybody else. I'm just concerned about kicking the ball well for the Browns because I'm a Brown right now. And I've been on here for a couple of years. So you've gotta, just got to keep staying focused and uh, keep pumping the ball well. And how's the off-season preparations been for you this year? Great. Um, a bit different. Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm used to kicking a lot of balls and doing a, a lot of uh, a lot more than what I would normally do. But I've, I've uh, changed my training methods a little bit in terms of, um, you know, I don't like the quote working smart, uh, not hard, because you still work hard if you're working smart. But just uh Pumping less balls, to be honest with you, and just get getting more consistent. So instead of going out and whacking seventy balls, I go, all right, Jimmy, you've got after warm up, I've got twenty punts today, or I've got forty punts today, and they better be perfect. So I'm just working on being more and more consistent because that's how you know you keep your job. Jimmy, you mentioned working on being consistent, but having a look at your stats. I mean, you're pretty consistent across the board. You're consistent home and away. You're consistent across grass and turf. Is there any area you're looking to improve in? It's, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I'm, I don't, stats are pretty hard to look at, right? Because they don't actually show you what you've done. I could have scudded a 30-yard punt that rolled 20 yards, and you think I've kicked it 50. So, um, and it, this is just across the board. Every, this happens to everybody, and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But it's just certain situational punts that I just want to go out there and be perfect. You know what I'm saying? And so, when as as your offense gets better, I punt less. And my first year, I, it's easier to get it was easier to get into a rhythm because I was punting six times a game. But then last year, I was punting one time, like maybe I punted once in the first quarter, and then I don't punt into the fourth quarter, and that's about you know a two and a half hour gap. I'm just learning to just be ready whenever and i know it's it's kind of weird to say but that's just how i'm going to get better at my job is or keeping my job is as our offense gets better and our team gets better is when i'm called upon i might not punt the whole game like last season game i didn't punt until the fourth quarter but i gotta be like a sniper i gotta go and do it no excuses no oh, but 
I didn't punt for a while. Oh, I didn't do this. No, I just go out, sit back and relax and go and put it in the corner. So that's just kind of what I've been working on. When I was over with you in Cleveland before that preseason game against the Lions, which feels like forever ago now, um, you told me that there was a weird little nuance at the Brown Stadium, that the wind quite often isn't blowing in the direction you think it's going to blow in. Going into year three, have you nailed that wind off that lake yet, or is it still a work in progress? No, I'd say I've definitely um, learned a lot more. I know what to expect, so I look on uh, line uh, through this website that I actually got given by my dad, which is uh, through the kind of Air Force kind of thing. And uh, if I see a southwest wind, anything more than 15 miles per hour, I kind of know what punt I'm going to do in the field and where I'm going to punt it already before I'm going to do it. And then I just go out and pre-game and do it and get a feel for it and then execute it. So because uh, it just it swirls so much you've got three layers of it you can't trust the flags because the flags will do you wrong uh you got phil dawson's flag and that helps a little bit uh but if it's like a west wind uh that's normally a lot easier to deal with um north wind is i, I i've got a pretty good idea of what i'm going to do there so just it's just not even taking taking notes sometimes we're taking mental notes of what the ball is going to do because you want the ball to go further than 42 yards with good hang and we want no returns and we want them outside numbers. So just figuring out what punch will give me our team the best situation possible. Has it been good to get preseason games back again this year? I think so, but I'm not really putting my body on the line, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I like it just to get, uh, get the feel for it a little bit. Um, you know, learn. And it's just like a totally different mindset now, you know, a, you know, first year, you're like, oh, in the NFL, you just need big, you know, deers in the head, like kind of thing, which is, oh, you know, putting the ball now, it's uh, it's, it's just a different kind of focus, right? Uh, being there, I've done it. I've just got to stay calm and, and just go and get it done. That's it. Just do it. I, I, I love your approach, Jamie. You seem as, as, as determined as ever to improve and get better, which is which is just terrific. Now, when you are going to other stadiums and, and things like that, how much of that practice time, the little bit of time you get on the field, how vital is that? Tell us tell us a bit about that. Uh, I would say it's vital. It's vital in a couple of ways. Um, there's ways you can make mistakes, though, and I've done this and I've been a culprit of this, and it's going out and you're having fun, you're kicking the ball well and you kick too much. And then you're going into the game and you've almost kicked, got all your good punts out of the way, right? Uh, I use it as a period of adjustment of getting some bad ones out of the way or especially now just realizing the more I punt doesn't mean it's going to make my game better. It's going to make it worse because I'm going to be, I've only got one leg, you know, it's like one arm. You go out and throw 100 passes, you're going to be sore for that game, right? So I go out, I do half of what I used to do. And regardless of whether my pregame is good or bad, whether if it's bad, I know what I'm going to do to be good. If it's good, I know what to do to be good because I just simulate what I've done in pregame. So I go out there, do half of what I'm doing because then I've got a fresh leg. When you got a fresh leg, you know, you can crush the ball. So that's mainly like my mindset. And just kind of figuring out the wins a little bit, you can go, all right, well, it's going this way. So I'm going to do this from here. I'm going to do that from here. I'm going to do this. And then just keep mental notes and just going out and doing it. You've clearly been working on not just your kicking as well in the off-season because 
judging by the arms you keep flashing in the background there, you've been uh, you've been in the gym working <laughs> all parts. What's that? What's the what's the goal there? Is that just getting bigger all round to to tackle better? Should they manage to make it back to you or? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, we've got our, our own strength coach called Monty, and uh, he's awesome. And I just do his workouts. I like to stay fit, I like to stay strong, I like to stay flexible. I do yoga every day with our um, trainer, Trem. Uh, just injury prevention, uh, and I just like staying fit, you know, and, and healthy and strong and flexible. And so we do a bunch of, you know, leg exercises, uh, mobility work, and then you might as well throw in an arm farm there, right? you got to look like a football player. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you said something really interesting there, talking about injury prevention. Now, that's getting to be a very big thing in soccer over here. They reckon that the big clubs, your Man United, your Barcelona's, etc., actually, in financial terms, lose millions of pounds every year because they don't look after their players properly and it's getting more technical. What What is the injury prevention work like in the NFL with the Browns? It's great. I mean, you should see our staff. It's just absolutely loaded with knowledge and great people. So uh, whether, uh, whether you want to stay after and in your own time, come and do it. Everything's here for you. You know, there's certain rules in the NFL where they can't hold us for as long as possible, as long as they want, uh, that they have to abide by it. But, you know, so it's kind of up to you. But this is my job. I love my job. I want to keep it. And I would be really upset myself if I lost my job because I wasn't taking care of my body. And during COVID last year, it was a lot more challenging because we weren't allowed to be in the building. But, you know, we're vaccinated. We're allowed to be here as long as we want. So, yeah, I get here earlier. I uh, do my yoga for 30 minutes. Um, on my punting days, it's more like a mobility Boston series get loose and I get loose before I go out and punt and then I lift uh, and then do a stretch afterwards but then on my off days we do a lot more poses a lot more balance work for your hips and stuff so if you, it's all right here for you if you need it or want it but but it it can really help you a lot staying loose you know especially with all, what you put your body through every 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 day right and I've only got one leg I've only got two hips so I need to keep them good right and it's a long season you know we've got 20 hopefully you know we go we go to the to, to the very end and we're going to have 20 games under a belt so you've got to stay on top of your body because the off seasons for pushing your body uh, making games in the gym uh, pushing yourself pushing yourself but then in the season for me it's more about maintenance and staying on top of your body because I'm not going to get paid, I'm not getting paid to lift a million pounds and squat I'm getting paid to pin them deep and, and uh, help our team win so this is more injury prevention for me during the season and what's the hopes for the year ahead? You obviously talked about going all the way there. Obviously, yeah, Browns for the Super Bowl. Absolutely, we're, we'll ride that bandwagon with you for sure. Um, but you know, coming into it, what are you really hoping for out this season? I just, I just really hope everybody stays healthy. Uh, number one, we need everybody healthy. Uh, I hope we. I actually just hope we come together as a team because most people, most teams that win their Super Bowl, you don't. It's not a bunch of individuals. You, you guys really come together as a unit. Uh, you hang out outside of the state, outside of the facility. You know, you, you become a band of brothers, and we go and do it, um, and have an overall trust in each other. So I just hope we all come together, in which we are, uh, as a as a team on the field and off the field, and then just everybody do the right thing. You know. And Jamie, you're continuing to get national attention. I mean, it was some division last year: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and yourselves. Well, two with eleven wins, one with twelve. And you put out the Steelers. What's the feeling around Cleveland? Does the, I mean, does the interest in the Browns ever go away, or does it just keep increasing? 
it just keeps increasing. It just amplifies, especially around this year. Everybody's so excited. You know, I go out and, uh, you know, to the pub or whatever, and people are they're so excited. And I, I mean, I think it's great. You know, there, there's not too many cities that have this much um, love for their home team, and these guys love it. And so for me, winning a, a, a Super Bowl or winning games is not just for itself. It's, I mean, this city loves it. And they've been through some terrible seasons with this team. And the, the, if there's one set of fans in the NFL that deserve a winning team, a winning record, a Super Bowl ring is this city right here. So, um, but they're just excited as, as us, you know. And I know they got the Cavaliers here, uh, they got the baseball team, but it's a totally different animal when it's football season. Yeah, do, 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 you, do you ever go and check out the Cavaliers or the Indians baseball? Do you, do you ever go along to them? Yeah, yeah. I've been to uh, base, uh, the basketball. To be honest with you, I'm not a huge basketball fan of watching. I love playing it. I'm not, uh, I can't get too into it. Watching uh, my girlfriend is a huge baseball fan uh, for the Indians, so uh, she's been getting me into it, and I've actually been really enjoying watching it with her because half the time when I've watched, I have no idea what's going on. So <laughs> I'm going there. I've been going to a couple of games with her, and been getting really into it. So it's pretty fun, and the Indian stadium is awesome too. So it's pretty cool. And then you've been around a few grounds now. You've played in a few different locations do you have a favorite away day that you love traveling to i actually love traveling to pittsburgh i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> that's uh atmosphere like no others too it's a bit like coming to here i mean the stadium itself is awesome uh where it's located right in the city and uh i mean she was you, you're driving in the bus and you might you might get about 150 middle fingers pointing at you as you get off the bus <laughs> it's like a deep inner hatred <laughs> so that's always intense and good fun. Uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium is unreal with that massive mega, like you know, Megatron in the middle. And then we're playing in LA this year, so I'm pretty excited to be playing uh, at that stadium. I mean, that stadium just looks tremendous, so I'll be excited to play there. I mean, the SoFi so Stadium looks absolutely amazing. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, do, do you? <sighs> How do you put that sort of wow factor out your mind because you're there to work? Or do you get a chance to look the day before at least? I mean, I have to confess, I'm a stadium nerd. I love looking around stadiums because there's always something about that. But you, you, do you get a chance to do that and then think, right, this is my workplace. I'm going for it. Uh, yeah, uh, we get there like a few hours before the game. And, you know, I look around and stuff and just kind of enjoy it. But um, one thing that I've definitely gotten better at is... Um, living in the now, you know, and that's really helped with my punting game. So when I'm in the stadium, I do exactly what you do. I'm like, wow, the stadium's awesome, enjoying the moment. But because whether I think about punting today, well, like for Sunday, or I think about it at the time, it's still going to come no matter what. And if I think about it now and think about it early, you end up just stressing yourself out for, for nothing, you know? So I really focus on what I'm doing now. I can enjoy talking to you guys. Um, I'm going to drink my water right now. I've got meetings. I think about how I can get better or what I'm doing right now. And then same with when I'm looking at stadiums, I'm sitting in there I'm like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely tremendous. And I'm just walking around and then I'm in pregame and I'm working on the punt. But then when I'm inside, I'm chatting to Charlie about something random. I don't think about that punt until I'm literally about to run out for that punt. You know what I'm saying? Because it just keeps you not, not that I was stressed, but not overthinking anything, you know? 
Listen, we know you've got meetings to go to, so Jamie will not keep you any longer. I wish you all the very, very best. We look forward to watching you during the season and hopefully we'll speak again soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Isn't it brilliant to hear the Scottish Hammer? Cameron, he sounds as determined and as focused as you'd want any player on your team to be. Sounded great. So one of the things that struck me when we were speaking to him there is, you know, I, I, I touched on there. I was lucky enough to go and spend time out in Cleveland when he was going through his initial journey. Uh, and he talked about, you know, he just he just wanted to do the best that he could. He just wanted to make the best case for himself, and that's all his target was. You can hear his attitude has evolved as he has evolved as a player. And, yeah, I was really kind of taken back at how professional he's sounding. Clearly some media training in there as well. <laughs> but it sounded, yeah, just very focused, very determined. I loved his ethos about living in the moment and living in the right now. Don't think about the punts that are going to be coming down the line. Think about the punt or whatever is happening in front of you. And if you're not punting, don't think about it because you can think about that when you're doing it. And I think that's a really interesting take. Um, and, and as someone that, you know, myself, I, an overthinker, I will spend time thinking about things a lot. And you do get yourself all wound up and you're not going to be then the best version of yourself. So I, I thought that was really interesting. Like you say, exactly the sort of attitude that you want to hear from someone. And hopefully, I think, I think the Browns are set up for a really good season. Yeah, I mean, the Browns are, I mean, it's a tough division. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, Cincinnati will be better. Baltimore will, will Baltimore their way through. Pittsburgh's the one that possibly worries me if I was a Pittsburgh fan, because I'm not sure quite what they're going to do. We'll, we'll dive a little deeper into them at some point. But yeah, you mentioned he might have had a bit of media training, but the, the thing that shines through is his personality shines through. And he, he still wants to, to answer questions and give interesting answers. And, you know, I, I think he's he's a tremendous guy to have. I, he looks like he'd be, a, you know, a great teammate. He's very excited um, for the city of Cleveland. I'm glad he's getting into the baseball. That's yeah. that's really nice <laughs> as well. And, uh, yeah, he, he's a man who's enjoying life. And long may that continue. He looks like a linebacker as well, is the other thing. He has not got the physique of a punter. Like, you could see, and obviously we could see because we're speaking to him on video conference, but you could see he's in shape. Like, you often see the special teams guys, you know, they focus on the, the muscles they need to focus on. He's clearly determined to get his every part of himself ready to, to deal with whatever comes down the line. And he certainly looks like he's ready for whatever is going to come down the line. Yeah, if, if you want to have a power ranking of kickers that you want to avoid if you're on the run back, I think he'd be at the top. I think, you know, let, let's just be honest, you wouldn't want to cross his path. Not with his rugby background, his tackling technique, and uh, the, the way he's looking at the moment. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't cross the path. And again, great for the continued growth of NFL in Scotland to have Scottish representation. You know, we put a tweet out, both Graham Gano. Now, obviously, Jamie, Jamie was in Scotland um, a, a lot longer than Graham was. Um, Jamie still has a Scottish accent. I think that Graham's is probably long gone. But still, these are these are players that grew up in Scotland. They were born in Scotland. Jamie learned most of his, um, you know, sporting fundamentals here in Scotland, playing rugby. Uh, and it's great to see those players be able to transition over. We've got David Ajabo, of course, up at Michigan, who's doing that as well. And actually, David's had even less time spent in the US and fascinated to see how he does going into his third year at Michigan. But it's going to be fascinating and great for the game to have people from Scotland in the US playing at the top level. Yeah, we've been blessed in the last couple of weeks, haven't we, with our kicker coverage. 
Um, it, it's been tremendous. And uh, we should also give a big shout out to the Cleveland Browns as well, and their media folks for arranging that for us. Uh, we, we really do appreciate that. A hundred percent. You know, uh, the Browns have been very accommodating uh, with every request that we've had to, to go in. You know, obviously there's an official way to do these things, uh, but they've been brilliant. And we thank them and we thank Jamie for his time. Absolutely brilliant. On to the cuts then. Uh, and Paul, I'll be honest, I was a little bit worried when I saw a tweet come into the NFL Scotland podcast Twitter account saying that Cam had been cut. Uh, and, and nobody knew where he was going to be going. Uh, and I was like, what do you mean Cam's been cut? Nobody's told me. Thankfully, it wasn't me. Well, well to, to, to be honest, you came close. I, I, I don't think you perhaps realise. Um, you know, there's one or two lesser podcasts that we were thinking of chucking you on to. But <laughs> we won't let's name be names. Honest, no, we won't name names. Uh, you're far too valuable to us. You know, there, there's just no question about it. So, no, there was, there was no way... Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll give you great credit. You know, you, you lined up Jamie, you lined up Lawrence Times the week before. You do a hell of a job. So we're not cutting you, uh, if not for the burger bets alone, because <laughs> a man's got to eat. Um, and, you, and you supply that tremendously with, with some of those some of those bets. But to go to, I, I'll tell you what, I will cut you if you wear an all yellow suit and a, and a hat, okay? That, that's it. That, that would be the end. If you ever want to end the podcast, that's the way to do it. Um, Cam Newton gone. Now, is it a surprise? I, I actually don't think so. Um, I think Mac Jones has been drafted very cleverly by the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick's done his homework on Mac Jones, knew exactly what he was getting. I think he's shown up. Um, I think he's won the job. And I don't know if you want a disgruntled guy who thinks he should still be playing around. Um, and I think that's what you would have in Cam Newton. So you take away the distraction. Now you take a risk because you've got Brian Hoyer as your backup. Um, but I think overall, I think it's a very Patriots-type move. Yeah, it, it is very Patriots, right? If there was a team was going to do it, it, it's the same. I think that, yeah, I'm, I, I was surprised that it happened as quickly. I think Mac Jones's performances in preseason have been great, but it's the preseason, and I'm reluctant to take too much into it. You know, uh, Trey Lance has had some amazing plays in preseason. That doesn't mean I think he should start. I still think for the Niners, Jimmy G should be starting against the Lions. Um, I guess the one thing about Mac Jones's style is that for me, it's perhaps a lower risk to put him in at number one than it would be a quarterback that needs to use their legs and read the game more going straight from college. So, you know, compared to Trey Lance and Justin Fields, those guys are more... I don't know. The upside is there that means they're going to take higher risks. So I think that Mac Jones is the sort of quarterback you can put in there, get him to just be sensible, not take too many risks, just, you know, play the game like you know how you play the game and learn and learn and and go and sponge as much information as you can. My worry is if he stinks and he needs to come out the game, do you live with him or do you put in Brian Hoyer? And putting in Brian Hoyer isn't, and for me, an answer to anything. And I, I guess if you could have persuaded Cam to stick around, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe Cam was told he wasn't going to start, therefore, do you know what? Cut me, because I don't want to be here as a number two. Then maybe that's the conversation. Because I think that as a, an option off the bench, or like what the Niners are maybe going to do and do a little bit of rotation, Cam's a player that can offer you something different to Mac Jones. If you're you know, a couple of yards out in the red zone and you need to just punch a ball over the goal line, I'm going to Cam Newton every single time. Every single time. 
So I, it's it's a funny one, and I think Cam will get a job somewhere else. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I'm delighted to see on the NFL Scotland podcast. We're now joined by Mr. Hoyer himself. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, see, see I, I, I think Brian Hoyer's the right choice because if Mac Jones is having a bad game, take him off in the third or fourth quarter. Brian Hoyer comes in. It doesn't matter what he does. He could throw three touchdowns. He's not going to start the following week. If you were to bring Cam Newton in and he was to do that, the clamour would be. And, you, and you've got a controversy there. I think Bill Belichick has just taken away any quarterback controversy. I think Brian Hoyer is the correct guy to mentor, uh, because I don't think Cam Newton necessarily would have done that. Uh, I think this is smart. Now, what, what I suggest is we park this and revisit this in about six weeks' time, if if it takes that long, and, and specifically look at this this question. You know, What has Brian Hoyer done? Has he seen much time? And where are the Patriots? I think this is smart, I have to confess. Where do you, last thing that we need to cover, because and we'll revisit this in six weeks as well, where do you think Cam ends up? Um, probably buying a new suit somewhere for a job interview. <laughs> so he, no team? He doesn't make a roster? I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see what the upside, I mean, there wasn't enough for me um, in the Patriots' play last season. It doesn't look like the throwing arms there. It depends on your style. He could find a home. It's somewhere like Houston if they continue to have problems. Um, it's for another podcast, but how Deshaun Watson is still on a roster um, with, with the NFL's conduct policy is utter, utterly beyond me. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger could sneeze wrong and he'd get put out of the game. This is this this is ridiculous. Um and I think, I don't want to pick on Deshaun Watson, Cameron. I think this is for another day as well, is to look at presuming people guilty of things when they've not been charged with anything, um, as the NFL have done in the past, this personal conduct policy. Uh, if you're not going to suspend Deshaun Watson for these allegations, and that's what they are at the moment, allegations, he's got a right to defence, but under the NFL's stance, he should be suspended by now. Yeah. Um and I think the NFL are undermining themselves. Could Cam Newton go in there and do something? Yes, he could. Could he go into the Colts if Carson Wentz? I mean, Carson Wentz looks like he's the unluckiest guy in football at the moment. You know, just you know, managing to hurt his foot, come back from his foot, and now he gets COVID. Um, you know, the, the, this. You know, and I think I think Bill Belichick made a good point when he was talking about COVID. The fact that people are vaccinated doesn't stop them from getting it. I think we are going to see quarterbacks going down. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody contacts Cam Newton and says, by the way, we don't want you anywhere near our facility, but here's our playbook. Yeah. You know, because if our quarterbacks go down, you know, you're going to be our man and we'll pay you, you know, a million million dollars to do that. So I, I think there may be a role for him like that, but I don't see any team rushing out to stick him on the roster. So I think there's I'm going to take one that I think is a sensible possible landing spot for him and one that's an outsider. Um, just because I'm thinking about where Cam is, what's in front of him and, and his options. I think the Dallas Cowboys could benefit from getting Cam Newton in. And I think that Jerry Jones loves a character player like Cam Newton. Uh, I think that with the question marks over Dak, how is his shoulder going to be? You know, he's coming back from injury and there's no depth there in their room, like it's really poor. We highlighted it as one of the worst. I think that the Dallas Cowboys could be a really good landing spot for Cam Newton. The other one, outside bet, Tampa Bay. 
do Tampa Bay do like they do with Leonard Fournette and say, right, Cam, here's a small contract. Come and be our QB2 to Tom Brady because there's no insult in that. And let's see what you're all about. And maybe you can come and take over this team because the depth in that quarterback room is Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask, neither of whom are the future number one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I do not believe. Kyle Trask, fine, he's a rookie. He maybe is going to be the next big thing. But maybe they go and say, do you know what? If anything happens to Tom, there's situations where we just don't want to risk Tom because we're going to repeat. Let's go get Cam Newton. Let's give him a smallish contract and put him in there as, as a very clear QB2, and he knows what the expectations are. And maybe he does a Leonard Fournette, an Antonio Brown. He goes and gets himself a Super Bowl ring, and that's his purpose. And maybe that's how he closes out his career. That's possible. You'd have, you'd have to cut Blaine Gabbert on that. Now, Blaine Gabbert will know the playbook and is ready to step in. You know, would Cam be able to do that? Kyle Trask, I think, is worth a go. Um, you know, so they're not going to be cutting him, because I think he would attract attention elsewhere so you are taking a chance in the very very short term till he gets up to speed um and and that would be my only reservation on that you know brady looks as good <laughs> as he ever has uh you know physical condition etc etc um there is the extra know, game not... this year as well there that i keep thinking you know there's that extra game maybe in the in the in the winter months you know we've we've always talked about you know uh late in the year tom brady not being as good as summer tom brady but it's an outside it's an outside chance it's an outside yeah, chance absolutely. i think i think that's one we might need to run past a a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan so maybe maybe Paul we should try and do that at some point in the in the next wee while but we'll come to that in a future pod perhaps we'll come to that in a future uh, that, pod. that's good it's probably something that works in the works in the broadcasting industry yeah i think so i think that might be yeah. a good someone yeah someone who knows what they're you know what they're talking about and can articulate themselves let's see let's see um yeah someone that's uh, that's also a fan of burgers. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, yes, plenty of talking points. Plenty of talking points. Um, and obviously, we're building up to the NFL season. I'm getting excited about it, Paul. We've got our sold-out uh, event at the, the Golf Tavern. So, you know, if you've got tickets for that, keep an eye out for an email over the next couple of days, probably towards the tail end of the weekend. We'll give you some more details about what we're going to be doing. Uh, a little bit different this year. Obviously, it's not going to be as crammed full as it was previously. It's going to be more of a enjoyable, relaxed afternoon with a bit of chit-chat and a bit of football, a bit of food, a bit of beer. Uh, I think it sounds wonderful myself. I think it sounds quite wonderful. You're making it sound like a church social. Now, come on. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a little bit more rowdy than that. And can I, can I just say to everybody who, who's coming along, the first person that tries to take the piss about Jameis Winston being my quarterback <laughs> is out of there. Okay. Just, it's it's not happening. And I've got to stay and watch the Packers beat the Saints. Um, so that's In Jacksonville. Not going to be very pleasant In Jacksonville. In Jacksonville yeah, as well. Yeah. So we've even surrendered home advantage. Um, stay safe to everybody in New Orleans. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. what's going on there. Uh, delighted to see that, you know, the league is rallying around. Um, that's exactly what you you would expect. You know, kudos to, you know, people like the Ravens for donating money, the NFL for donating money, Jacksonville for allowing us uh, to use their stadiums. There's, there, there is a lot of good in the world, but at the end of the day, it's it's just an excuse for the Packers to come and stomp us. So I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, all of that still to come. But that's a full-time whistle for episode 157 of the NFL Scotland podcast. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Please do share your thoughts on this and every episode. Please do sh- sign up for our um, Pick'em competition. Please share your thoughts on the ball bag. 
sponsorship we're very excited about. Um, you know, make sure that you check us out on Twitter, though, at Scotland NFL, and search for NFL Scotland on Facebook. Yeah, we've got a ton of fantastic content on our website as well. Our writers have been busy with their season previews and their bits and pieces on that. Please go check that out as well. It really is terrific stuff, and we are grateful to all who contribute to that. We'll be back very soon with another podcast as we build up to the start of week one, Dallas against Tampa Bay, the opening fixture coming up very soon indeed. We're excited for Cameron and for myself. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.